0: That you enjoy my poetry and that it speaks to you. Um, <clears throat> the um, I've, I've kind of broken this into uh, uh, things about society and, and things on a more personal note. Um, and my second half for tonight has to do with uh, relationships. So we'll see where it goes from here. <laughs> first one is called Misplaced Reality. The world's a hard place to live. Streets with pretty lights glitter while pieces of jagged glass sparkle beneath my feet and make me bleed. Flakes of colored light decorate the night sky and I wish upon a star only to find it circling the too crowded airport of too busy people in search of. Morning fog snuggles the sleepy land, a poetic inspiration. I study its essence and discover smog, choking the living out of life. I visit a playground of children who began their lives with hugs and kisses, and I know they too easily grow to kill each other for their differences. I stand outside a ragged house surrounded by bouquets, bowing bowing in memory of tending hands and mourning songs, while inside an old woman dies too slow and alone. Yes, the, hard, the world's a hard place to live, and it became harder still when I learned there is no man or woman living in the moon, and nursery rhymes have darker meanings. This one is called, What's the Purpose? What in the world are we doing here? People hoarding and screaming, gimme, gimme. What are we doing (laughs) stacking our goodness in warehouses, ignoring the unfortunates on our streets going hungry? People basking in the sun, health spa addicts, rubber-soled adventurers learning how to sweat, while someone else breaks his back and burns his skin at minimum wage to keep a roof over his children's head? What in the world are we doing here in this country of so much wealth, where life is equal to the dollar, double layer, double standard, double penalty for those who can't crawl out from under the American dream, to or prove themselves worthwhile enough by being the one who overcame? What in the world are we doing here claiming to be free while the chains of ignorance, disease, and poverty rust and stiffen our morality with the rot of human debris? What in the world are we doing here for our humanity? This one is called Life at a Price. Simple child, sprawled among the shadows of a made-safe white walled room. Finger paints the floor with soil and spittle. But no one understands the pictures. No one wants to look. Sounds stumble from lips that twist and tremble. Something to be said. Something to be heard. But no one understands the battle. No one waits to hear. Sightless eyes, unaware of anything but darkness, simple mind, complicated life. Never knew it could be different. Fetal ears didn't hear the doctor send the mom away who hadn't the means to pay. No one knew how high the price or heard the fetal cries when the cord of poverty choked meaning from his life. Whose rights? It does not stop this trail of wasted blood. It goes on in the name of power and profit and preference. It does not stop with shoes and food and furs. It does not stop with fox and deer and season. It does not stop with mice and ape and reason. It goes on in this trail of waste, this bloody taste for killing goes on, this right we take, this choice we make, and on, until it kills us all in our tracks. It does not stop. This one I wrote when I was working in an emergency room when we had a bad car accident coming in. People were really injured badly. On transient gods and emergency rooms. Where are you, my God, with no face? I looked for you last night when that little girl was dying while her brother was bleeding all over his father's guilt. But the night was dark, and the fog was thick, and I guess that's why I couldn't see your face. But where were your hands? You know the ones they told me about when I was small. Lifting up hands, guiding, comforting hands, golden, godly hands. Were they hands only meant for framed-in scenes in lifelike oils, without real bloodstains or dirty nails? Are they hands without feelings for all the many lives left longing to be touched? Am I expecting too much to reach out and find you reaching back where are you, my God of nothing real? Thank you. This one is called The Nature of Pain. A wound cannot heal if there is still a need for pain. The pain too real to be assigned to imagination, too deep to be removed by reason, demands expression requests validation, screams in rage its suppression, its denial of the right to be. Feel it. Know it. Remember it. Honor it in the place of passages. Do not fear the shadows it casts. It does not hide and wait for you. It comes with or without your consent, with or without your direction an entity of its own will and in its own form. Bridle it, guide it to the point of your pen, and be glad for its part in contrasts, in depth, in substance. Rejoice in what you have become from the experience of it. You cannot go back and change what's been. You cannot go back and make them love you as you believe they should. You cannot go back and undo the causes of your scars. You can only move forward with all the added insights of what it means to love and with all the added resilience that comes from getting through all you must. I look at you in the naked pain you try so hard to clothe and say you are beautiful. Ow. This one is called Growing Pains." Little girl watches the children play, tries so hard to be grown up, thinks, oh, why do they have to act like that? And she throws out her chin and tries not to care and moves a little farther away. Little girl, so much to understand, this too much for you to handle plan believes, I should have known better than to act like that. And she crosses her arms and scolds her doll and moves a little farther away. Little girl, a creation of love, so she's told, learns how to be and to please to be loved, understands watch out for those hidden meanings. And she swallows hard and sits like she's told and moves a little farther away. Little girl, fighting this woman she wears for the world, resenting her masks of control, loves only a little of what she can be, picks at her flaws mercilessly, and she closes the door and looks through her books and moves a little farther away. is called Intellectualizing. Pen in hand, I sketch my life as if I could erase what I cannot like. Pen in hand, I trace an image of some face in the heavens I cannot see or believe in. Heart in hand, I tremble, unable to touch dreams I cannot reach or form without sleep. Heart and mind, I fumble less, turning feelings into words where it's safe. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one I, I hope will go to music one of these days, but since I <laughs> don't music, you know, it's one of those situations. It's called frog Don't come knocking on my door, I won't come to play. The parson's gone a-drinking, and faith is my dismay. And fairy tales are in the mail, and I don't believe in dreams. And it's a frog who has no wings, who bumps his tail on living things. Don't come knocking on my door, I can't listen anymore. My daddy's just gone a-whoring, and love is nothing more. Don't come knocking on my door, I don't care about you no more. My mother's just stopped thinking, and I believe in war. And fairy tales are lost in hell, and I don't believe in dreams. And if's a frog who has no wings, who bumps his tail on living things. Uh (laughs) Terms of regard. I am invisible except occasionally, when time and convenience and you permit. I am invisible to you who see my flesh but not my life, to you who speak of love with conditions, to you who hear my voice without listening, to you who ask me questions without waiting for my reply, to you who know me longer, you know me not. With you, I am invisible, visiting myself alone. Um, this one is called, it's a little longer, uh, it's about the journey in life. It's called Crossing the Abyss. Atop the world, on the edge of a platform, She stood ready to dive headlong into the world of opportunities. The waves were large, the wind fierce. Still she persists with all her heart into the newness and into the abyss. Atop a wave, wrapped in a cloud, she rode, ready for the star-filled night leading to her ideals. The rocky shores raced by, and lullabies were just within her reach. The waves grew larger. Winds blew her from her perch time and again. Still she persists, though deep in her heart a seed of fear appears. It darkens the abyss. Atop the jetty, chilled by the storms, she stood against the crushing waves her footing unsure on mossy rocks. The waves grew fiercer, and the wind whipped light from her eyes. Still she persists and turns to face the abyss that growls in the dark and bears its teeth. Atop the bridge, connecting one town the same as the other, she stood with nowhere to go but down. The waves looked small so far below, and the wind spread their lies. Still she persists, though with much less heart, as she turns from the abyss to any town will do. Atop her bed of tangled white linen, her dog and purring cat, she looks back and wonders why the sense of urgency within her sleeping heart. The waves are calm. The wind just moans. Why did she persist, stealing moments of bliss from the abyss when all roads lead here? She strokes her cat and closes her eyes, understanding the touch of love and any dream will do. And she embraces the abyss. The last one is called Adrift. Parasol colors, black and blue, no shelter. Where are you who call me friend? Kaleidoscope emotion, churning, changing, turning in. I can't find you who call me friend. Two bright neon lights prick my eyes. Night closes in. I can't see you who call me friend. Wilted, stale dreams, killed desire, tear my soul. I don't believe you who call me friend. Yeah. Yes. Thank you all, for your all right, we have our musical feature who's coming up next, and he doesn't need to use the PA, so. All of you that are here, just please uh, make yourselves at home. We have line up on the windowsill and enjoy fabulous music from Stumble and Jackson. That's all you had to tell me. and also they and <laughs> you A little background noise. Just a real quick pump for you. Program or whatever So, Steve? So, Steve Veracruz is here with me. I want to appreciate you for taking the time out to get on my podcast. Um, we've got the Central Texas Arts Collective big event coming up. Would you be willing to tell the listeners about that? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, we have a um, chalk art competition on Austin Avenue. This first time this is going to be done where we're going to have the ability to um, paint the town as we see it, if you <laughs> put it that way. Um, so they're going to close off Austin Avenue. They're going to allow us to get creative uh, with some chalk and um, make it a good competition anyway with some gift cards. We're going to have a total of 10 winners. So. Um, it's going to take place on April twenty eighth, Sunday, early Sunday morning at three am to seven am. Because yeah, I'm not looking forward to getting up that early. Bro, uh, it's going <laughs> to either be your Saturday night or somebody's uh, Sunday Saturday morning. morning yeah, so right. it depends if we're gonna what we're gonna have out there. But we're gonna do our best to accommodate what we can yeah. for the artist. And Absolutely, it's going to be a fantastic time. Yeah, I'm really excited for the turnout. So thanks again, uh, Steve, for plugging that. Yes, Let's appreciate. it. By the way, it's um, you have until the twentieth to register. MC Art Support mc art supplies.com. Supplies.com. hope to see you there thank you you